Hey, you guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. I know I had wanted to start a podcast for years and I just didn't know how to get started. Anchor made it so simple by giving me all the tools to record, edit, and even distribute my podcast across listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. In this past week, if you live in America, I'm sure you know about the overturning of Roe v. Wade. So for many people, this feels like a victory for the kingdom of God, but for many others, they're really hurting and confused about this situation too. Hey you guys, welcome back to the show, Raised and Redeemed. This is your podcast host, Michaela Nikolenko. So today is Sunday and I have received incredible soul food from God's house today that I want to share with you too. So I've never done this before. Hopefully I'm allowed to do it, but I'm going to be screen recording. So if you're watching this from YouTube, you'll get to see um, Todd and Julie from Christ Fellowship speaking. If you're listening via podcast, you'll just listen along as normal. But a little background, Todd and Julie are a married couple that lead a massive church here in South Florida. It's just taking over South Florida. Um, and rightfully so because they never fail to show up and guide God's people when it matters most. In this past week, if you live in America, I'm sure you know about the overturning of Roe v. Wade. So for many people, this feels like a victory for the kingdom of God, but for many others, they're really hurting and confused about this situation too. I love today's message because they're not sharing what they think or what they think we should think. Rather, they're guiding us towards better understanding what God thinks about this. I'm just so glad they preached this message because that means I don't have to butcher it trying to do it myself. So let's get on to the message. Whether it's the social media you consume or the news feed you watch, we're all under the influence. We trust the gram to gain our knowledge. We look to the news to teach us how to treat our neighbor. We scroll and scroll looking for something more. The truth of this world is here today and gone tomorrow. But the truth of God's word will last forever. What's your feed feeding you? Hey, we want to welcome everybody joining us today at all of our Christ Fellowship locations and everybody joining us online. We love you. We're so glad that you're with us today. We're wrapping up our series, TikTok Theology, where we've been asking the question, what's your feed feeding you? And we've been looking at how social media and how the media at large has the power to shape our thoughts and specifically our thoughts about life and yeah. about God. Yeah, and Todd, we had no idea when we planned this series and, and these teachings that this very week, all of our media feeds would be blowing up with, with the news, the opinions, the commentaries, all around the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. And then we're watching the reaction play out on social media across our country. And when you look around, there is a lot of celebration, but there's also a lot of conflict and confusion. And when something like this happens in our culture, we just want to take some time 
as your pastors to just pastor you, our church family, through this season. Yeah, for many of us, uh, we are grateful and we're celebrating this decision as an answer to years of prayer because it promotes a culture that values life. But there are many that this decision is confusing for them. They feel conflicted. Uh, They feel that their rights are being violated and taken away. And our church is a very diverse congregation. We get that. Not only in a diverse in our backgrounds, uh, in our political perspectives, but also where people are on their spiritual journey of understanding and living according to God's word. Yeah, and our desire in these next few minutes, it's not to convince you to think like us, but to challenge all of us, no matter how we feel right now, to look to the word of God and allow the truth of what God says to inform not only our position on this issue, but also our posture as we respond. See, we said in in week one of the series that as followers of Jesus, we're going to take our cues from the word, not from the world. And we can't let culture tell us what is right and wrong. And we can't get sucked into the online shaming of people that don't think like we do. That's right. And our desire today is not to tell you what we think about certain issues, but to help you understand what God thinks about those issues. Mm -hmm. See, the truth is, if you've been around Christ Fellowship for very long, then you know where we stand on the issue of life. We have not hidden the fact that we are pro-life. Now, before you cheer or jeer, I want you to hear me out, okay? That term pro-life is not a political term. I know it's become political in our day and age, but it's actually biblical because God values life, every life. He is the creator of life. So in order to truly be pro-life, we have to care about all life, the pre-born life, and the postborn life, they all matter to God because God cares about life. Yeah, I think one of the problems when we start talking about this issue is that many times we start talking about it at the wrong place, right? Um, often we start with which laws are in place or which laws need to change, or we start by talking about rights, the rights of the unborn or the rights of the woman to choose. But that's not really the place that we need to start when we're talking about something this important. You have to go to the creator of life. And in Genesis, God said that, that to let us make man in our own image. See, every life, every life is created in the image of a creator God. We've been created in his likeness. So every conversation about every life, it needs to start there with with that understanding. That's right. And when it comes to this issue of life, the Bible has a lot to say. See, on some issues, the Bible is silent or doesn't give us a full, clear picture. But this is not one of those issues. So I could read several different scriptures today that point to the fact that life begins in the womb. But let me just read one out of Psalm 139. It says this, For you formed my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. Your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them even came to be. That was David who wrote that. And he says, God, you you knit me together in my mother's womb. You saw me while I was being formed. My, My heart began beating on day 18 and and brainwaves started around day 40. And even then you had all my days lined out for me before I was even born. Yeah. You know, that's so true. And, and sometimes when we start talking about this, we realize that, that when we talk about this, that it can be a painful topic for, for some women and some men in our own church family. And I've prayed with many of you 
who have who have walked through the pain of past abortion or walked through the pain of past trauma. And, you know, I was reading this week that four out of 10 women that have abortions are in the church and, and many of them suffer in silence because we haven't always made the church the safest place to get the help that we need. You know, we want to do better at that. We don't just want to fight for the unborn. We want to fight for your healing. And we want you to know that our pastors are here for you. And, and we're, not, we're not sharing any of this to try to make you feel judged or ashamed. But we're addressing this today because on an issue as important as this, life and when it begins, it's important that all of us have this, this biblical foundation that's going to shape our thinking and our perspective. See, being a follower of Jesus means that, that his word shapes and directs our lives. We don't get to just, just make the word conform to our lives. We have to, we have to conform to yeah. the word. And when I'm thinking differently about something than what his word says, I have to ask the Holy Spirit to change my thinking. So here's our challenge to you today. For those of you that are confused by this decision and maybe you disagree with the court's ruling, I just want to challenge you to dig into God's word. God has a lot to say about the sacredness of life. And our team's put together some online resources for you to study and pray and reflect on this. And we believe that, that God wants to speak to you. And I want you to know that our challenge actually comes with a commitment, that our pastoral team is here to have open, honest conversation that allows for different viewpoints. Please hear me. Just because we may disagree on this issue, that doesn't mean that we're not family. Right. And being part of a family means that, that we can have hard but respectful and loving conversations. That's right. And for those of you that are celebrating this decision, this isn't a time for fist bumping and gloating. Listen, we can be firm in our position that life begins at conception, but we can be humble in our posture. Firm in our position, humble in our posture, which means we'll have understanding when we talk to people that have grown up believing the lie that culture has fed them their entire lives. We can have a conversation with them and, and listen to them. We don't have to post things on social media that only the people that agree with us are going to understand. And, and students and young adults, let me challenge you. Uh, make sure that the influencers that you're listening to that are shaping your opinions are actually being influenced by God's word. Yeah, and for all of us, no matter which side that you're on, our challenge is that we would step up and do more than just post about our passion. But we need to put our passion into action by giving our time and our financial support to, to support Christ-centered ministries that provide support for families and children. Church, our work has just begun. I want you to know that that for years, for decades, we as a church, and Todd and I personally, that we've been supporting ministries like Place of Hope, Children's Home, and our church started that ministry to help really impact children in need. And we have a home for, for pregnant girls that have no place to live. We support Hearts for Moms, helping moms that choose life to have a place to live and find a job and finish school. And it's why we've been supporting crisis pregnancy centers in our region like First Care and CareNet and the Okeechobee Pregnancy Center. See, it's through those ministries that we can make a difference together in the lives of both the moms and their babies. Yeah. See, here's the deal. That our political parties, they, they may feel like they have won or lost based on this decision this week. But we know that the church wins and loses based on how we love people and we help them find their way to the hope and life that only Jesus gives. Yeah, this week has reminded us just how divided our nation really is. And when we see how divided we are, it reminds me that a divided world 
needs a united church. Unity is important, and it's important to God. How we treat each other, especially when we disagree, that's important to God. And today, we want to talk for a few minutes about the theology of unity. Not unity so we can all just get along and sing kumbaya, but a unity that Jesus prayed for. A unity in the middle of diversity and in differences of opinions. See, in the Gospel of John, chapter 17, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane praying just moments before uh, he would be taken and crucified. And he's there actually praying for you and me. First, he prays for his disciples. And then he prays for those who will believe because of their testimony. That's us. (laughs) And he prays this, and it's so poignant right now. Uh, He prays this in verse 21. I pray that they may all be one, Father. May they be in us, just as you are in me and I in, in you, May they be one, look at that, so that the world will believe that you sent me. Two truths that we see in this one verse. First, our unity is not an impossibility. The world and the news media would try to highlight the, the deep chasm that is between the different sides. The differences are too extreme. But Jesus would not have been praying for something that couldn't have happened, right? His prayers are always in the perfect will of God for our lives. And he said may, that they all, Maybe one, all of them, rich and poor, Jew and Gentile, slave and right. free, Republican, Democrat, the independent, the undecided, the libertarians, and the librarians. May they all yeah. be one. Yeah. That's his prayer. Yeah. You know, here's the important thing we need to remember is that what's impossible with man, it's possible with God. But without God, unity is an impossibility, which simply reminds us that we can't get there on our own. So we actually need to approach this from a biblical perspective. And we we have to know what God thinks about our differences and how God wants us to handle and respond to those differences. So unity is not an impossibility. And secondly, our unity will impact eternity. Look again at that verse. It says, may they be one. And what's that say? It says, "So so that, so that the world will believe that you sent me. Our unity is going to impact people's eternity. Our unity, how we do this, is going to cause people to believe or not believe in Jesus, which tells me it's really important that we, church, that we get this right. You guys, if you're not already subscribed to Christ Fellowship, be sure to check them out on YouTube and finish listening to the rest of this message. It's called Disciples, Not Duplicates. Todd and Julie really touched on all the main elements throughout this sermon, not just about God's will, but how we should respond as the body of Christ and how to be a people who are able to direct people towards Jesus in these times of need rather than repel them away from him. We are a family and we will disagree, but we got to just sit around this table together, love each other, and work together to figure out the heart of God on these tough issues. I also love how they don't just say that they're pro-life, but they also share what they do as a church to support these women and babies in their time of need. The sad truth is that no political party or law will be able to heal the heart of our world. And while Jesus can, he's the only one who can heal our world, we, us, his, his children, his people, we are his body here on earth until he returns. So we've got to step it up too. So that's all I have for you today. I highly recommend going back on Christ Fellowship's YouTube and watching the other three sermons on TikTok theology because most of us, that's where we're getting our influence on a day-to-day basis. So we have to 
take a second look at the influencers we're following. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, be sure to hit subscribe as I am here every week delivering Christian content from me to you. And if you want to stay connected with me on other platforms, it is my full name at Michaela Nikolenko on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Another thing, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, be sure to shoot me a DM. I am most responsive on Instagram. So head on over to my Instagram, hit follow, send me a message, and I'd love to connect with you. And until next time, I'll see you guys soon.